Hello and welcome to the Olive Magazine podcast. This week, to celebrate the Olympics, we are talking about the hot new trend of the summer, Brazilian food. And we've got a 101 on chilies from the Devon Chili Farm with top tips, our favourite recipes using chilies and the different types you should be using. And we have Sarah, our drinks writer, back talking about our favourite drink of the summer, vermouth. First up, we have Janine, our food editor, and myself talking about Brazilian food. This weekend, the Olympics is happening, and with our new issue that's out on the stands at the moment with the massive big Brazil Grill burger, we have been tapping into a, a big trend for the summer, which is Brazilian food, that's haven't right. we, Janine? Yeah. Um, so we thought this week we would give you a bit of a um, greater detail on the trend, mm. what sort of flavours to be looking out for, what you should be cooking. So Janine, give us give us the lowdown. Well, I think... Brazilian foods, as it's been bubbling under for a long time now, but um, recently it just seems to have come up as a, a popular ingredient, a popular way to cook uh, with our readers. Um, the the ingredients used are very vibrant and fresh. So we've got a lot of cumin, chilies, peppers, lime, coconut, and tons of fresh herbs. And I think that that's something that really appeals to people because mm. there's familiar flavours, but they might be used in a slightly different way. Yeah, it's quite a distinctive um, flavour profile with all of those together. And it's yeah. not too hot, is it? It's, it's quite not too hot. And... It's more aromatic yeah. and sort of spiced, but um, in it in quite a, a nice, subtle way. Yeah, and lots of different combinations of those ingredients yeah, I mean, together. the two hero sauces that we feature in the um, in the issue are the chimichurri, which I think people are quite familiar with, which has tons of fresh herbs, um, things like parsley, oregano, sometimes um, coriander, and then garlic and chilli. But that has the addition of red wine vinegar, which gives us a slightly okay. sort of soury note to it. And that can be used as a marinade and also as a condiment just to yeah. add at the end of the meal. It goes really well with like uh, beef and steaks and that sort of thing as yeah. well, doesn't it? I love it with just a really good rare steak. Yeah. And we've also got another one, which is the uh, malagueta sauce, okay. which is... Um, it, think of it as a chilli sauce, but actually the flavours in it are not as fiery as a chilli sauce. So okay. it's sort of a, a creamy chilli garlic um, sweet paprika and tomatoey sauce, <clears throat> and that again can be used on the side as a table sauce or as um, as a um, marinade. And I think we've got we've got it in with uh, some lovely chicken in this yeah. recipe. I remember that when we tested it in the t- uh, mm. test kitchen, and it was so I think so you good. You took the rest home. I didn't did. You? <laughs> I stole it and I took it home. I had it with my avocado yeah. on the weekend. It just went with everything, with salads, with grilled yeah. meats. It's just a really good, versatile sauce to have. And I think what, what we discovered from testing um, is that although a lot of the ingredients lists are quite long, actually the methods are very simple. Okay. So so you'll be bringing lots of different flavours into the marinades and the grilling and the sauces, but actually um, the the whole method of, of sort of grilling meat, marinating, grilling, and then adding something at the end is quite simple. So it's it's definitely one for you to get stuck into at home. Yeah, definitely. Like a really good, if you haven't tried a cuisine before, it's not yeah. as intimidating as some other Not at all. Cuisines. And you probably have quite a lot of stuff in your cupboard. I mean, there's normally we, um, if we do a, a, a new um, sort of cuisine, we often have to put... Where, where can you get this online? Yeah. And with this, I reckon you could pretty much pick up everything you need from the supermarket oh, as well. That's ideal. Yeah, and th- um, these recipes that we're featuring are from a, a lovely restaurant called Cabana, um, who started out a few years ago in London and have actually expanded to um, all of other country, which is um, 
which yeah, is great. it's really good. So yeah, if you if you don't quite fancy making it at home, yeah. or if you become addicted and need somebody else to make it for you, you can go and try it at the restaurants. Yeah. And there's a list on their website of all their different branches, yeah. but they've got them across the UK. But Janine, tell us about some of the dishes that we featured because okay, these um, went down really there's some well. Really, the there's some really fun ones. Um, I think people might be um, familiar with caipirinha, uh, um, which is yeah. a, a drink. <laughs> which is I'm very uh, familiar yeah. with that sadly <laughs> the most <laughs> familiar with the hangover as well yeah it has cachaça which is um which is sugarcane juice fermented spirit it's a dangerous spirit it's quite dangerous it's very easy to drink yeah and um in cocktails you mix it with with lime and with lots of um mint and sort of um smush it all up into mm. a cocktail and that's really refreshing mm. I mean that's like the signature yeah that's drink a sort of it. signature drink of Brazil yeah. I think We've got a recipe here, which is um, called a caipirinha beer can chicken. And this is an old kind of US recipe where you would sit a chicken on a beer can um, that was opened. So obviously the beer goes inside the chicken and steams it while it's on a... I sit the whole thing on a barbecue, steams on top of the barbecue and roasts on the barbecue as well. Yeah, you've probably all seen pictures of it. It's literally a tin of chicken. beer up a chicken's bum, <laughs> yeah. pop it on the barbecue, but it, it tastes incredible, doesn't it? Yeah, and they've sort of twisted it up by adding a marinade of cachaça and lime and various things before it goes onto the onto the can and within the can they've got cachaça and lime juice as well so you kind of the whole flesh is infused Double in hit. this gorgeous um and you could you could probably have some drinks with it and, yes. and sort of take the whole brazilian theme through the barbecue um it was so tender i remember it was just really juicy and it was really fragrant it's, it was a great sort of alternative to yeah. the kind of standard stuff you would do on a barbecue i really liked it yeah i mean they obviously uh, brazil is really famous for, for meat cooking because they've got great meat there, as is a lot of South American. Um, and they've got these restaurants called Churrascarias, um, where it's, it's basically all about, um, it's kind of like a steakhouse with the most amazing grill setups. Okay. And I think you can see through all of these recipes, there's a lot of kind of marinating and grilling goes yeah. on. We've got this lovely chili and cumin marinated lamb, which is, it's the most simple marinade, again, of um cumin seeds, chilli, bit of dried oregano, mm. and then just leaving it for a while and then marinating that, I'm sorry, grilling that over the coals. And then that just gives the most fantastic flavour. And I think, again, the simplicity of that just really comes out. Yeah. The, and it was super quick as well, that recipe, wasn't it? It's yeah, like it's really minutes. quick. I mean, the marinating, they, they would prefer you to marinate it for quite a long time. Yeah. But I think that, you know, it, it, you put it on the night before and then the next day you exactly. get up and put it on the grill. You do and, that quickly on a Friday night yeah. on the way home from work. Exactly. And then, Saturday you sorted yeah. <laughs> just to be drinking your your cachaça all day. Yeah. Um, but we've got a great couple of vegetarian recipes in here too. Yeah, there's um, there's a, a really good spiced aubergine dish. Um, again, it uses a chimichurri to marinate, but then it's um, seasoned with cumin seeds, parsley, turmeric, which turns the aubergine flesh the most amazing bright yellow colour. Um, peppercorns and cayenne. So again, the white peppercorns and cayenne uh, use sparingly so you actually just get a tiny little sort of buzz of heat mm. you know it's not going to knock your head off no. and then that's served with the malagretta sauce so um so again that's a, that's a brilliant one if you've got vegetarians coming around to yeah, get ahead sure. and, and and it doesn't take long to cook again i think um we're looking about six minutes aside for aubergine slices so yeah, it's really, really nice and treat your 
vegetarian friends. Yeah, <laughs> and meaty says I really, I really loved it. And like you say, all of those ingredients, all those spices and herbs, I have those in my cupboard. And I would imagine yeah. most people do. Yeah, there's They're a lot. Not of, there's speciality, a speciality, are they? The dried herbs all come from your your regular dried herbs yeah. and spices, rock. So I think they're really approachable as well. So I think again, it's one of the reasons why people are really getting behind the cooking of it. So fantastic. Um, and so, is there anything else we need to know about Brazilian food? I think you should approach it like the Brazilians do, like okay. as a party. Excellent. So, <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, yeah. This, this, uh, all of these recipes are from Cabana's book, and it's it's sort of subtitled Brazilian Street Party Food. And I Excellent. think if we all approach summer as a Brazilian street party with plenty of cocktails, <laughs> yeah. lots of marinating beforehand, yeah. and then just last minute grilling, so we can all sit around in the sun drinking and listening to good music, then that would be a good barbecue to have. Yeah, sounds good to me. All right, well, I know what I'm cooking for the rest of the summer. Thank you very much, Janine. And if you want to get Janine's incredible, we haven't talked about it here, but we did last uh, week on the podcast her incredible. Incredible Brazil Girl burger, which is on oh, the front yeah. cover of the issue. Yes, don't um, be scared of it. No. It looks intimidating, but it is actually quite easy to make. Can we just do a quick roundup of what it is again, just to remind people in case they didn't catch last week's okay. or they've forgotten, which I can't believe they would because it was so incredible. It is two spiced patties. Um, you've got sweet and sour onions, got chimichurri sauce, again, lovely chimichurri. Yeah. We've got peri-peri glazed bacon. We've got a sort of avocado mayo and then on top of all, some cheese, just some cheese because you need cheese in a burger. Just cause. And then um, on top of everything, we've got some lovely crispy, crunchy onion rings so with good. a bit of cumin in the butter. So good. Now, I've seen quite a few of you on social media have already started making it. But I know one person said this morning that I saw that she ate it too quickly and she couldn't take a picture. No. But if <laughs> make any, it again. Yeah, if any of you make it or make it again, make sure you yeah. take a picture and um, tag us in with the hashtag all of Mag Recipes on Twitter or Instagram. And yeah, show us what you've been doing because I can't recommend it enough. Yeah, it's, it's such a good, a good recipe. It's a good mouthful. So that is in the August issue of Olive Magazine which yep. is out now or for any other recipes um, you can always head to olivemagazine.com as well great fantastic thank you so much Janine thank you cheers next up we have Alex our editorial assistant and digital writer fresh from a Devon farm and Anna our cookery writer talking about their favourite types of chilies. So we've been um, chatting about chilies in the office today and a few weeks ago I went down to the South Devon Chili Farm which is a 10-acre chili farm just outside of Totnes in South Devon. It's great um, because they have about 200 varieties of chilies growing in tents and they have little nurseries and they have um, about 10,000 chili plants growing a year which is pretty impressive for the south of England. Um, and it's great because you can go on a tour of the tunnels and nurseries and then afterwards you can taste the produce in the, the little cafe. And I love they, they do their hot chocolate. So they have hot chocolate with a hint of chilli in it, which is really nice and it cuts through the creaminess of the hot chocolate. And um, they also do a really great savoury cream tea. So they have cream cheese and homemade chilli jam and it's really punchy because it's just been made with the produce just, just, well, a few metres away. And it's in Devon as well, so the the scones are really top-notch. And you can also buy plants to take home. So I took home some Padron peppers, which are currently growing on my windowsill. How are they working out? 
Uh, all right. I'm not. I'm not the best at um, keeping plants alive. Um, you have to have specific growing conditions, but they give yeah. you lots of tips, which oh, is really good. good. Um, and yeah, because Padron peppers are my favourite. Favourite. Yeah, trees. these are the roulette chilies, aren't they? They are. Yeah. So they, is it one in every ten or something? Which is yeah. spicy. Yeah. So ten percent. There's a. They come from Galicia, which okay. is northwest of Spain. And they have a, there's a saying in Spain and it goes, well, translated into English doesn't sound quite as nice, but um, it's Padron peppers, some are hot and others not. <laughs> so, um, but basically, there's no way of knowing. So they yeah. pick the, they pick the chilies when they're still green and um, before they've turned red and um, not even, nobody knows. It's not, they're, they're quite uniform in in shape and yeah. size and no one knows when you're going to get a spicy one but um I always thought it was a myth because um I lived in Spain for a long time and I, I had I had them nearly every day <laughs> and um I only actually had my first spicy one about three weeks ago in London at Barafina which oh, okay. is so the myth is actually true yes so, so what's your favorite chili um I really like bird's eye chilies um for Thai um Sort of mm. rice noodle salads with loads of Thai basil. And, They're more um, fiery, aren't they? They then? are, yeah. But you can, so there's also a bit of a fact. Um, oh. It's not actually the seeds that are the spicy part of a chilli, it's the pith. Uh, so when, yes. if a recipe says to take the seeds out, probably also take the pith out as well. Yeah. Um, so we've got loads of really interesting facts in the August issue at the moment. We've got a Chilies 101 filled with interesting chilli facts and all the different types in there as well. Um, but yeah, my favourite would be that or Scotch bonnets. I re- I'm kind of I'm quite a chilly head. Aren't they the like <laughs> really really spicy ones? I don't think I can handle those. I think go- ghosts are quite ghost chilies are quite. Ghosts. Yeah. I've never heard of that. What's that? Yeah, no, there's a challenge. It's yeah. I don't try it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I'm going to have a big glass of milk next to me if I do. Yeah, and that's the other thing as well. So if you know if you've got too much spice, um, if you're eating something really spicy then you should have milk drinks rather than fizzy drinks. A lot of people drink beer with curry, you know, drink sparkling okay. water or something. And that actually makes the spice go further into your taste buds. So you need the fat of milk or a lassi or something to calm the taste buds. Uh, is that why they have lassis a lot yeah. in Indian yeah. Indian coast countries? Yeah. Mm. So we've got lots of um, chilli recipes um, in the backlog of olive. We do. And we have them all on our website, don't we? Yeah. Um, my favourite has to be the green chili grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, this is this is amazing. It is so good because just think of a really comforting cheese sandwich, a cheese toasty, and then whack in some coriander, yeah. chopped up green chili. It just really cuts through it, just gives it an extra kick. That extra squidge as well. I think it's yeah. made with squidge. squidge. It's got soft cheese in it as well, so um and ah, cheddar. And yeah. so it's a really, really nice filling. I really mm. yeah, I'm a big fan. What's your um, favourite? I really, I actually am a really big chilli fan because I love how you can do lots of sweet and savoury things mm, with yeah. them. So we've got a great recipe for papaya with chilli caramel, which oh, is something that, that yeah. I wouldn't have thought of yeah, doing, yeah. which is really nice and it looks beautiful as well. Um, and we've got a really nice chilli jam recipe coming out in the October issue when you've got a glut of chilies if you're growing them. So, 
yeah, that's oh. definitely one to keep an eye out for. Can I make Can I make it with Padron peppers? You could try. <laughs> yes, definitely. Maybe not. I mean, it, well, we we've actually done it with Scotch bonnet because you really want with the amount of sugar as well. You sort of want the okay. spiciness coming through. But you can definitely experiment with different types of chilies. Um, if you don't like it too spicy, you can have you can make it with jalapenos or something. That would okay. be really nice. Talking of which, we do have an amazing video for jalapeno poppers. What are they? <laughs> so you <laughs> so you keep the jalapenos whole and then you just cut a little slit down the side and pe- and take the seeds out and the pith. Yes, <laughs> very important. And, um, and then you stuff it with cheese and then breadcrumb it and deep fry it. And so you, it's a bit like a bar snack, an American bar snack. And ah. then when you eat it, it's just cheap, like stringy cheese, oh. the fiery chilli and crispy breadcrumbs. It's a bit of a common theme there, cheese and chilli. Yeah. <laughs> But also, I really like the, um, the as you were saying, the sweet recipes yep. because not a lot of people would put chili in desserts. But we've got an amazing recipe for um, it's a, like a chili chocolate tart, and it's yeah. got a peanut chipotle brittle, um, and it's really great because it doesn't overpower the chocolate. So you just have um, you just just gives it a subtle kick mm. underneath, doesn't it? Um, and it's got a really rich and fruity dark chocolate ganache. So I think good. that's really good. Mm. Yeah, I do. I like the fact that you can put chocolate in chilli recipes as well. So, you know, you have like a square of dark chocolate in something that's really spicy, like a, a mole or a chilli con carne or something. So, yeah, it is like that match is, is sort of sweet and savoury, if you yeah. like. Well, yes. Yeah, so if you want to learn any more about chilies, we've got lots of facts in the July in- issue. August. August issue, sorry. <laughs> and um, we've got someone from South Devon Chili Farm who's giving us lots of tips about um, different types of uh, varieties, uh, recipes with chilies. And if you have any other questions, just feel free to get in touch with us on Twitter and Facebook and or email us. Thank you. Thanks. I know what I'm making this weekend. That cheese toasty with green chilli sounds incredible. If you like what you've heard so far in this podcast, and even if you haven't, now is the chance to do something about it. If you head to survey.acast.com, there is a chance to win some lovely Amazon vouchers, £200 worth. And we just want to find out the sorts of things that you like listening to on podcast. It's really easy. takes only about five minutes to complete. Um, So if you could do that, that would be amazing. Or you can just carry on listening to us here on the podcast now. I have Sarah, our drinks writer, and myself talking about vermouth. So, Sarah, this month mostly I have been drinking vermouth. Because I'm I'm trendy. (laughs) So trendy. Yeah, so it is everywhere at the moment. It's on lots of restaurant menus, bar menus. It's not just reserved to cocktails or at the back of your mum and dad's booze cupboard like it was when I was growing (laughs) up. Um, We're all drinking it. But why and what is it as well? That would be good to know yeah, for those so, that don't know. <laughs> it's one of these bizarre kind of bottles that people always have in their cupboard, which mm. you shouldn't keep it in the cupboard. Interesting. Um, okay, good. And people forget about it. Yeah. Most people have, you know, a bottle of martini and they don't really know. They think, kind of like people think Bacardi is its own category. People think mm. martini is its own category. But yeah. It's not. It's vermouth. And vermouth is basically aromatised, fortified wine. Okay. Which means it's been stuffed full of botanicals and then spiked with unaged brandy. Right. So, so I didn't know that. Yeah. Fun fact. So you can put all kinds of botanicals in it. If you think, you know, what kind of botanicals you'd put in gin, you can also put it in vermouth. Okay. So um, lots of coriander and cinnamon and lots of citrus. 
So um, presumably they can be quite different then in terms of flavour profiles because there's such a, a massive amount of difference yeah, between the botanicals. massively different. And it depends on the base wine that you're using yeah. as well. So you mainly get, you get dry and sweet for me. Yeah. So dry tends to be from France historically and okay. sweet tends to be from Italy. Okay. Um, and yeah, you get the base and then you kind of add the botanicals that will complement or kind of go against and create something a bit more interesting. Okay. Um, so the kind of big brands, really, French dry for me, if you're looking at like Norley Pratt or Dolin or Lillet, okay. which is really hard to get hold of now. Um, in Italy, you're looking at kind of Cocky, Antica Formula, Pintermess, okay. all of those kind of, they look really cool. They look, um, they've got these kind of really, really old style labels, a lot of them. Right. Um, so they look really kind of interesting. So they look good on your bar trolley then? They look very good on the bar trolley, yeah. Um, and the main botanical that you get, a lot of them are really bitter, and that's because of wormwood. Okay. Um, Isn't that what's in absinthe? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so actually, and the, it makes make you go. <laughs> sorry to interrupt. It's meant to make you go crazy, right? Uh, no, or mm, not? No. no. Okay. Um, they did think it did. It <laughs> made you go a bit crazy. Okay. Um, but it's it's been disproven. Um, it tastes good now. It just tastes really good. Okay. It's that really kind of really bitter, very grown up flavor. Very grown up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's actually where the word for me comes from. It's from the German vermut. Okay. Which means wormwood. Great. Because that was like the main botanical. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And actually the myth production dropped off a lot when they did think that it made you go a bit crazy. They okay. kind of banned wormwood. Okay. Um, and dropped off. But it's now super trendy again. Lots of bars using yeah. it. Bartenders are kind of like championing it again. Yes. Yeah. Um, which I'm really happy about. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think the Negroni has just exploded and everyone's drinking Negronis now mm. and that's only got three ingredients one of which is me yeah and there's lots of twists that people are doing yeah and martinis as well right so is yeah sweet and dry which are which tend to be used in the common cocktails um so it depends what cocktail you're using so okay. if you're making a classic martini you're going to be using dry vermouth okay um the vermouth, the vermouth that you're using is just as important as the gin 100 percent, yeah um and whether you're using it you know 20% or you're doing a 50-50 or, yeah. which is a really popular style of drinking that's it. how I drink it yeah, yeah I really like it with a really kind of fresh yeah. vermouth it's delicious and then if you're looking at like a Manhattan or an Americano or a Negroni they tend to be the sweet vermouths okay and they give it that really lovely um, orangey yes goldy colour yes which I love so good um, so yeah there's loads of things that you can do with it it's not just for cocktails it's okay. a great aperitif just by itself over ice okay it's delicious. So did you say you don't keep it in the cupboard as well? Does that mean you keep it in the fridge? Yes, you keep it in the fridge. Both of them, sweet and dry? Yeah, both. And how long? Um, you'll get about a month out of it once it's opened. Okay. So, so it is like a wine then in that respect. That it's got yeah. a shelf, quite a short shelf life. Yeah, you treat it. It is a wine. Yeah. But because it's been spiked with the brandy, it gives you a little bit more wiggle room. Okay. So you have yeah. about a month to drink it. Okay. Um, I'm sure I can, can manage that. Yeah. <laughs> if you can I'm resist confident, it for that yeah. Um, yeah, and there's some great bars they're doing lots and lots of the meat stuff. Um, lots of Negroni menus. Yes. About. I went to the Doghouse last week um, underneath Bernardi's. Okay. Which has got a whole menu. So that's in Marlebone in London, isn't it? Yeah. Um, which has got an amazing Negroni menu. Great. Melio Pere is an Italian place in Soho. Okay. They actually make their own vermouth and they do the vermouth masterclass. Amazing. So you can go and like chat to the guys there and even Great. make your own. Great. I've noticed and lots of bars are doing that now. Um, yeah. I think it's worthwhile speaking to any good bartenders Definitely. about spirits in general and you know you can find out from facts like that yeah 
there's a brilliant restaurant in Bristol called the Assecurian. Mm-hmm. And about four years ago now, they started producing their own vermouth. So theirs is a sweet vermouth. And they um, have this beautiful walled garden and they use all of the botanicals from the garden in the vermouth. So there's Amazing. 20 different botanicals. It's, it's wow. so good and a beautiful bottle. I need to try that. It's really, really good. And they um, actually use it in some of their cooking as well. So they, I've tried at the restaurant a brilliant apple cake, kind of really toffee, sticky apple yeah. cake. So with ice cream, but then they pour vermouth over the top. Oh my gosh, and it is amazing. Incredible. Dry yeah. vermouth or sweet? Sweet vermouth. That sounds delicious. Yeah. I hope it's sweet now I've said that, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> vermouth anyway. Yeah, it's vermouth and it's tasty. That's all you yeah. need to know. And vermouth yeah. is actually great for cooking. You yeah. can swap it out. If a recipe calls for white wine, you can swap it out for dry vermouth and yeah. it actually works better I think it yeah. gives you a bit more flavour because quite often a bit of depth yeah yeah. quite often wine kind of you just get the alcohol taste without mm. you know kind of lose the flavour and presumably same with like kind of sweet sherry and yeah. sweet vermouth can have similar purposes yeah. in cooking definitely tea. definitely Amazing. and you know the most obvious way if you haven't tried vermouth before and you're a bit scared of like a Negroni it's a bit too bitter for you mm. the best way to drink it is in a spritz okay um, which is super hot this summer um and it's, you can use because it. Because Sarah said so. Because I said so. Yeah. <laughs> so you should be drinking it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you can top it up with tonic or soda water or Prosecco, which is so my personal favourite. Yeah, so it's a bit more of a long drink. Yeah. It's not as sort of punchy yeah, when you're so drinking it. Over ice, it still gives you that nice bitter edge, yeah. but without the kind of like slap you around the face. Yeah. Sometimes you want that. Grainy. Sometimes you want that, but yeah. not always. Okay, cool. So we've got a recipe for a spritz, have We've got we? loads of spritz recipes online. Okay, great. Yeah. So Fantastic. head to olivemagazine.com. Fantastic. Fantastic. Brilliant. All right. Thank you so much, Sarah. That was so interesting. And I'm really thirsty for (laughs) some vermouth now. Thank you. Okay, cheers. Thank you very much for listening to the Olive Magazine podcast. Don't forget you can get in touch with us as per normal via Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, email, snail mail. We're always there. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't. And tell us if there's anything you want to listen to next week or in the future. And please, please, please remember to subscribe via iTunes, Acast or your favourite podcast provider. And if you could rate us and give us five lovely stars, I would be forever grateful. Thank you very much. Happy listening, happy eating and we'll see you next week.